We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. Welcome back to another episode of, of Bangarangs and Daggers. I'm your co-host, located out here in the superior eastern time zone in Washington, D.C., Kevin Knight. And with me tonight is, as always, is my always wise co-host and witty, Patrick Gearhart. How are you, Patrick? Wow, you are really loading it up tonight, man. <laughs> are your eyes at brown? Uh, you know, I figured I'd try something new with compliments instead of <laughs> no, witty I, cynicism. I and... it. No, thank you, thank you. I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. How uh, <clears throat> it's been a while since it's been a few weeks since we've had an episode, man. How long has it been? Uh, the last one posted on September eighteenth, um, I guess. Uh, we recorded a few days before then, so apologies. Life is very busy for all of us, and and uh, you know we do have Tactic. other lives, though we do love doing this uh, and appreciate you listening but our apologies on the but, delay well with that said we we got quite a bit of uh, basketball stuff to talk about for this episode oh there's a lot it is a hectic preseason with lots and lots of news breaking seemingly every other day at most um and while we knew in our last episode of the start date of college basketball getting pushed back to november 25th since then we have big commitment news lincoln bubble news and other fun speculation that we'll briefly get into. So, without further ado, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Let's make this happen. Even though we don't have Nate. Where's Nate? Uh, unfortunately, Nate is busy with that other podcast tonight. We're recording on Thursday uh, around the same time as them. He might join later. Uh, hopefully, he uh, will be done and able to join before we finish. But uh, otherwise, uh, next episode, Nate, we will have the three-man weave together again next time. Oh, nice. I hope he enjoys um, the Big Red Cop gas. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> yep. Uh, so first off, we'll start off with the big news for this season, uh, player and roster-wise, which is Trey McGowan's Nebraska's pit transfer. Uh, they applied for a waiver to the NCAA for immediate eligibility mm-hmm. instead of having to sit out, and it was approved. Trey McGowan's will be playing this season, and that is big news. It's, it's huge. He's, he's a phenomenal guard. He played two years at the University of Pittsburgh, uh, averaged, I think, 11, 11 points a game. <clears throat> I think he was all ACC freshman team, his either first team or second team, his freshman year. Heck of a player. He left last year. He's eligible. He is going to make he, – he's, he's going to be a bit of a game changer for the Huskers, I think, this year. Uh, with him in the lineup, <clears throat> and Nebraska's going to be able to spread out the floor a little bit more and be a little bit more deadlier when, when it comes to shooting. So this is a, this is a big, big get for Hoiberg and his work. What are your thoughts? Most definitely. And uh, the exact stats, uh, 11.6 points per game during his career at Pitt, in which he started in 64 of 66 games played for the Panthers. And last wow. season, he averaged the fourth best uh, rate of steals at 1.9 per game. Uh, fourth best in the ACC. the ACC. So, this is ACC. This isn't. It's not like you know. It's it's the math. <laughs> you know, it's a it, it's a strong conference, good conference. He's he's experienced. He knows how to play on a high level. He did at Pitt. He played against all the big boys. So coming in and playing for Nebraska in the Big Ten, you know, this he shouldn't miss a step. I should think. 
He's a big get for them. The other thing, speaking of big gets, uh, you being the longer-term Husker fan, I'm going to let you announce the uh, big recruitment commitment news for our next uh, tidbit here. One second, I'm away from my computer. <laughs> Thanks for setting me up there. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Wilhelm Brittenbach? You just didn't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Wilhelm Brittenbach. We'll learn it once he actually uh, signs. <laughs> gets here. The very German-sounding Wilhelm <clears throat> uh, committed to Nebraska about a week ago. Huge get um, for the 2021 class. Um, very good player. I don't have the stats in front of me. Do you, sir? Uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> let's see. As a sophomore in high school, he averaged 12.4 points and uh, <coughs> wait, that's mistyped um okay so he averaged 11.9 points and seven rebounds per game as a junior as a sophomore he averaged 12.4 points and 8.8 rebounds i think that's supposed to read per game and he hit 47 three-pointers uh throughout his high school career so far um composite wise he's only ranked number 92 per uh 24-7 sports uh, he's the number 17 center in the country uh, per the composite ranking and the number six player in California. But ESPN has him ranked number 53. So per ESPN, for an individual ranking, he is the highest rated ever commitment for Nebraska. Uh, should he come through, he will also be the second highest ever ra- uh, composite rated recruit. To play, to play for the team. No, you're correct. You're very correct. And he... He's good. Like like you mentioned, he's not just a good center in the paint. Uh, he also knows how to shoot. So, you know, Hoiberg spreads him out a little bit. He gets out farther um, towards three-point range. He could, he, could, he could make a lot of problems for a lot of teams. Uh, I will say one thing, he, he's a little bit light, I think, on the weight, and we'll probably need to beef up a little bit. But uh, huge get for Nebraska, huge get for Hoiberg. I think he seems like a pretty solid kid and really liked what Nebraska had. Nebraska beat out schools like Arizona and California for this kid. So, you know, I mean, th- there was a lot of attention given to him. He he could have gone to a, a more prestigious basketball school, but he chose to come to Nebraska. Uh, not to sound bad on Nebraska, but this is this is a really big get for Hoiberg. Most definitely. And, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter which school you are. You could be Michigan State, you could be Wisconsin, or you could be Nebraska or Northwestern. Signing a center out of high school, you're generally going to want them to add a little bit of weight to compete with the big boys of the Big Ten down low. Uh, so certainly not anything uh, unique to any given school's prospect or, or an issue that they generally have with a center to to be to be fair to him. Um, yeah, but that definitely something to, that we'll want to see you know, him hitting the weight room early on in his career. Uh, other big commitments, um, we don't, or not necessarily commitments, my apologies. Um, other big, uh, rather, offers that have gone out, certainly not an exhaustive list. Uh, 2023 point guard Dalen Davis uh, also received an offer. Um, he uh, also received one was uh, French big man Christ Essendaco. Uh, no idea Essendaco. if I pronounced that correctly correct yet uh, again if you actually commit that's, and come through that's how i was going to say it <laughs> yeah um but uh so he's a six foot ten center uh originally from paris france who just came state side and is a junior right now so he'd be in the 2022 class um but uh he's 
not very highly rated right now, but he's expected to go up significantly. He's already gotten a couple of uh, P6 offers, including from Rutgers, right after he got here, basically. So he's got a lot of attention coming his way, and we'll see how that develops and see if he ends up committing. Um, finally, uh, big news today as well, uh, not necessarily commitment wise or or anything but a four-star uh player decommitted for the time being from uh florida state chase clemens who is a cousin of trey mcgowns and uh no i'm, I'm sorry Wait, is, I, is, I had that mixed is up. that right uh four-star chase clemens received an offer from nebraska he's a cousin of trey mcgowns um, that was uh, one other offer. Uh, the interesting decommit, this is rather. <laughs> this is confusing. Yeah, yeah I'm no, sorry. Recruiting, yeah, recruiting is difficult to follow. <laughs> there's a reason well, we don't normally talk about it, but there's been some we, well, some nice that, but this one developments in it. So we, we, we've got brothers and cousins in the same sphere you're talking about right now. Yes, it is quite the family affair tonight. Um, the other person that we were talking about, who's the Florida State decommit, uh, at least for the time being, he's still interested in Florida State, but he's reconsidering his options, and that's for the 2021 class, is a five-star Bryce McGowns, who's the brother of Trey McGowns and close friend of freshman Elijah Woods. Both who are Huskers right now. So the thought Correct. is that Bryce, Nebraska might have a little bit of a, uh, a leg up on the recruitment of him because of that. And just to not try not to confuse anybody, going back to the four-star Chase Clemens, he is a cousin to those guys. Correct? Correct. Yes, he is a cousin okay. of Trey and Bryce McGowan. So, so uh, my apologies yeah. <laughs> for the mix-up. Um, no, it's, it's easy. Thank you for the correction, yeah. Well, <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, well, and no, with it, that, um, could, could, could Nebraska get him? Uh, who knows? But uh, I would say we probably have as good of a chance as anybody, at least with the family relations. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think that uh, family relations always mean that there should at least be some interest there. Will it develop into anything? Who knows? But by all means, yeah, some people like to go to the same school as their siblings. So. Mm-hmm. So certainly doesn't uh, doesn't hurt Nebraska's chances. So, and with that, we will get to the big season news in terms of games for Nebraska, which is we not only have confirmation that there will be a Lincoln tournament bubble now, we have a name for it. What do you think of that name? What what is that name, Patrick? Um, it's it's interesting. Uh, I kind of think. We kind of have an idea of how it came about, but they're calling it the Golden Window Tournament, which will be a 16-team tournament to take place in Lincoln, Nebraska, sometime this fall, pending approval of the Big Ten, if I remember right. Well, essentially, so um, it's it's an old rule. It's not it's not unique to 2020. So, you know, just to waylay any uh, potential hard feelings that might develop. Uh, There's a longstanding rule that until the league schedule comes out, schools in the Big Ten are required to get their non-conference games approved by the Big Ten office just to avoid scheduling conflicts, essentially, is the big issue. Um, So 
that's the only real reason Oklahoma State mentioned the fact that the tournament is still pending a lot of different things, including Big Ten office approval. Really shouldn't be an issue. Um, the only thing really that might come up is the Big Ten ACC challenge, which is supposed to occur about a week after this would end. Um, but Nebraska is targeting the opening day of the uh, season, November 28th for the start date. The interesting thing is that they're looking to eventually expand this to 16 teams, which, frankly, I was a little bit perplexed by how exactly that was going to work because under NCAA rules, even in non-COVID years, multiple team events, which is their official phrasing for early non-conference season tournaments, um, MTEs are are always capped at a maximum of three games. So you only play up to three guaranteed games in it, and then after that it starts counting against your regular non-conference schedule. For this season, that means you can play a 27, with three of them being in a uh, MTE, I, I believe it is, um, and then it's you know varying up to that. If you only play in a two tournament, then you know you can play 25 games with a two team two game tournament, uh, one game tournament that's not really a tournament a showcase whatever it would be but uh, so anyway 27 is the cap period that's the important thing for this but if you're going to have a 16 team tournament it gets kind of difficult actually having a single unified bracket because to have a championship game you need four games so that's that was sort of what i was confused by the oklahoma state announcement today that they're joining the first six teams that were announced which include obviously nebraska the LSU Tigers, the Northern Iowa Panthers, the Nevada Wolfpack, Illinois State Redbirds, Cleveland State Vikings, and now Oklahoma State Cowboys, is that not only will it be four days from November 25th to November 28th, but additional games will take place November 29th to December 2nd. So it will actually encompass eight total days uh, for this bubble event, which makes a lot more sense on how you're going to have 16 teams participate. It, it should be a big boon for Lincoln too. I mean, you know, as, as we talked earlier, <clears throat> you know, all all the games can happen in between Pinnacle Bank Arena and the Bob Devaney Sports Center, where the volleyball team plays. You can trans, you know, convert that to a basketball arena again, and um, you know, the hotels will do well, the restaurants will do well. Uh, sh- should be, I, I, you know, it, <clears throat> I, I I've got a feeling that with all this upheaval over COVID, you know, N- Nebraska saw a window to where they could host one of these tournaments considering all the other tur- the normal tournaments like the Maui and the Alaska and all that stuff got canceled. Uh, Nebraska jumped on it right away, uh, got the teams involved, got everything organized and really, you know, probably being in the middle of the country helped out too. You know, they're not in a hotbed per se of COVID or have historically been a hotbed of COVID and should be able to protect everybody pretty well. Uh, you go north, just, I don't know, three hours north up to Sioux Falls, the Sanford, uh, Pentagon, they're hosting their own tournament up there, which will probably be happening roughly the same time. And you got teams like in Creighton, Iowa, Gonzaga. Uh, and Iowa, Wichita State, Wichita State, Ohio State, and Creighton, Duke pulled out of that one. So that's the gotcha. remnants of who's left from the battle for Atlantis, which uh, is not okay. going to be held in uh, the Bahamas. And they renamed <clears throat> it because the actual uh, host the Atlantis uh, resort got offended by the fact that they were going to try to keep 
the name Battle for Atlantis, and so I, I don't yeah. remember what it's renamed. But um, anyway, yeah, Duke's also trying to do their own MTE. <clears throat> I was uh, doing their own MTE. Illinois announced it to doing that, and Wisconsin pulled out of the Fort Myers uh, showcase. No. It was Gulf Coast Showcase, Fort Myers mm-hmm. Invitational, I think it was, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Florida Tournament, um, they pulled out of it and are going to try to have their own MTE as well, if feasible. Um, a lot of these are getting canceled. Nebraska was one of the first ones on yeah. uh, the game of trying to come up with this themselves. So I think that in that they should be lauded, uh, Bill Moose and Huskers, for being ahead of the game on that to a degree. Um, real quick rundown, I think Kansas State, is probably a pretty uh, <clears throat> common sense uh, addition that we'll see added in the coming days. I, That'd be great. I mean, I don't. Act, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't personally bet, but like, if I actually did, and if I actually had money to bet, I would probably put a bet on them being a team that uh, does end up joining because they're just a common sense addition. They were supposed to be in uh, the tournament that um, who, who else was it? Um, they were supposed to be in the Cayman Islands Classic which two programs, I forget who, um, at least one program, who have already announced that they're joining the Lincoln event, the Golden Window, um, they were also supposed to be going to the Cayman Islands Classic, and that was canceled. So Kansas State has the opening. They were supposed to play Nebraska at a neutral court site in the non-conference, so changing it to this totally makes sense. Um, I... Who knows about Nebraska? Omaha, they would be a fun addition, um, but they're initially scheduled for the Gulf Coast Showcase, whether that happens or not. Um, again, as we said, Creighton and Wichita State are supposed to play at the Sanford Pentagon. Who knows if they'll cancel and try to get into the Lincoln event as well. Uh, Missouri is actually still scheduled for the Myrtle Beach Invitational that Nebraska was supposed to be going to. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Kansas is unlikely to. They're still supposed to participate in the Wooden Classic and in the Champions Classic. Uh, definitely not going to cancel on the Champions Classic. I feel pretty confident in that, so they wouldn't actually be there at the start of the event. Um, Iowa State, uh, their Emerald Coast Classic was canceled, so they're available. We'll see. Uh, they'd be a fun addition. Um, South Dakota is scheduled to participate in the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, multi team event. Um, South Dakota State is supposed to be playing up in Wyoming for an MTE there. And Colorado was also scheduled to participate in the Rocket Mortgage Fort Myers tip-off, which Wisconsin pulled out of. And Oklahoma was scheduled for the Diamond Head Classic, which was moved to Orlando. Um, So no word on whether or not they're canceling or not. But that's the general rundown of most teams, I think, Husker fans would be interested in in the immediate vicinity. So, um, anybody I missed that you would uh, love to see come out for it, Patrick? No, that's, I mean, you've hit most of them on the head. I, you know, the benefit of these, and I was kind of getting out to Stanford Pentagon, is uh, there, it's in the center of the country. Uh, it's in areas that haven't been terribly hit with COVID. <clears throat> Should be somewhat easy to get in and out of within a half a day for most of these teams, no matter how far they are away. They don't have to drive, fly, or <clears throat> drive or fly all the way across the country. And I think just the ability of these towns and schools to be able to host will be huge. Um, I don't think this is going to be a long-term thing. I think this is probably going to be a one-off. I wouldn't expect a whole lot of uh, excitement for Lincoln to host another one of these next year or anytime in the future. I think this is purely circumstantial and Nebraska is just lucky and 
you know, to have the leadership to actually make this happen. So, yeah, no, th- th- this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. There's a lot of good teams. It, uh, it'll be bo- it, it'll be a big boon for Nebraska and Lincoln. So, yeah, I, I fully uh, agree with that sentiment. I think that it's a fun, unique one off opportunity. That's great for Nebraska to be hosting. I don't think it's in their long term interest to try and uh, keep this going every year. I, I think um, the unique venues and events and uh, sponsors and whatnot that normally happen with these each year uh, makes it such that it's probably better for Nebraska to go to those than try to arrange this themselves every single year and incur the kind of logistical planning headache and whatnot of trying to line all these up. Um, but it, it's a fun one-off, and I think that it's awesome that they, they jumped at the organizing for this to be uh, so early so that it's actually going to happen, whereas a lot of these teams seemingly are thinking of doing this themselves now when it's probably a little bit too late. Um, as far as... Uh, that goes, I think that brings us to our final talking point of the night, which is um, we won't really speculate on any other non-conference opportunities. Uh, there'll probably be buy games if there are any, uh, given with the uncertainty of how exactly bracket's going to shake out for this with those eight total days of events happening. But uh, the other event that we know of, since the Gavit games were canceled, are likely to be canceled, and Nebraska wasn't going to be participating in that anyways this season. Uh, We have the Big Ten ACC Challenge, which we have uh, Andy Katz came out with his own predictions of who he thinks will be the pairings. (laughs) Yeah, his are... They have some real questionable pairings, um, such as he thinks that Boston College will travel to Nebraska. Uh, Bear in mind, Nebraska's already played Boston College twice since they joined. Well, not only that, but but Nebraska hasn't even hosted a game in this since they've been in the Big Ten, I don't think. Have they? Oh, no, they, they have. It, it's not they remotely okay. that lopsided. Okay. Um, at times, teams do hit the road twice in a row, and sometimes teams like Louisville the past two seasons host a team for two years in a row, but it's never so lopsided that you go two, or rather, three years in a row on the road. It not even, uh, not even the most disadvantaged team from either conference is forced to endure that. Um, every once in a while, the uh, ACC does have a member sit out because they have 15 teams since Notre Dame joined in basketball, and the Big Ten only has 14 since 2014. Um, but Cause you, um, no, it's because the Big Ten knows how to count. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, just, we can get into the pandemics the other night of the fact yeah, that they it, kept the Big it, Ten it, it, title. No, it slams both. The Big Ten has 14 teams, and what conference has an odd number of teams? Uh, well, the ACC has 15. Um, I don't know who joke. else. That's the joke. Yeah. I'm just saying, oh, yeah, oh, okay. okay. So I thought we were making fun of the... An even number of teams. That's what I was getting at. I was making fun of both conferences. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I, I follow now. Okay. Um, yeah. So he he has Boston College. I actually did. Um, I, I'm going to tout my own writing and be that guy. That kind. I did my own preferred pairings that I think would be more ideal um, over at BT Powerhouse and for Nebraska, particularly since they have pulled out of the Myrtle Beach Invitational. That opens up the Pittsburgh Panthers as a potential opponent 
for the Huskers because both of them were scheduled for the Myrtle Beach Invitational, and obviously you can't the uh, the challenge always tries to avoid doubling up team pairings with other <clears throat> events, which is obviously I, I why, for example, Illinois that. has to travel yeah. to Duke instead of Michigan State, yeah. which would be a better pairing, frankly, because as good as Illinois is, them going to Duke is just not not a great game. I mean, MSU going to isn't great, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, personal bias. Yeah. I, I just don't think Illinois at Duke is a great. <clears throat> matchup but i won't yeah illinois, so pittsburgh though, be um, i think yeah, that would be illinois, a great one yeah illinois will be good this year they're going to be a lot better i think than last year the last few years um illinois should be able to battle for the top half of the big 10 but they're not going to be duke level good i think <laughs> that's just me yeah i mean they're they're an easy preseason. uh Definitely top three, really, arguably, particularly with the return of Kofi Cockburn and Ayu Dosunmu. Um, those are both huge and catapulted them. Generally, for anybody who didn't have Iowa ranked in first, um, Illinois is usually second behind Iowa, uh, thanks to Luca Garza's return. Um, so that's frankly oh really the... Luca Garza's returning. Luca Garza's returning <laughs> to Iowa? No way. Luca Garza. <laughs> I, I know that's tired on online, but we really haven't talked about it on the pod. So, you know, I figured bringing it up in reference of the fact that Illinois generally picked number two was a fair point. So sue me. Well, actually, we usually pick number two or number three, depending on how people feel about Wisconsin. Sometimes folks have Wisconsin pick number one. Frankly, if you're intelligent, you would pick them ahead of Iowa because until Iowa learns how to play defense, they're going to have all the offense they want, and they're going to win lots of games, but they're never going to win a conference title until they figure out how to stop the other team from scoring more than them. Kind of important. Kind of an important part of winning basketball games. But, you know, what do I know? <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, but the Pittsburgh Panthers offer a pretty unique opportunity. If they do uh, end up getting paired with Nebraska, there's a number of players on the Pitt roster that either transferred out of Nebraska and ended up at Pitt or initially committed to Nebraska and wound up getting out of their commitment letter uh, and wound up at Pitt. And obviously there's Trey McGowns who ended up at Nebraska after transferring from Pitt. And I forget, we have like one other guy on the roster too that was a pit transfer don't we right? oh, or at least God. I, I knew you were was bring like that up. heavily oh, recruited yeah, by them yeah i agree it'll come to me About there's so many new ago, names to remember yeah <laughs> so, we apologize guys we'll we'll figure it out someday <laughs> hopefully somebody listening is yelling at their phone right now yep but uh yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what we have for you tonight. Um, we got through a lot. You know. That was a lot to talk yeah. about, man. Although I guess um, one more thing I'll mention is I did poll folks on uh, Twitter um, who would they rather see Nebraska play in the um, uh, the Big Ten <laughs> ACC Challenge. And let me just confirm that it didn't change since I looked at it a couple hours ago. Yeah, so Syracuse um, is way out ahead. Uh, technically, it's still about an hour left on this poll. Um, but I'm doubting Syracuse ends up getting beat out by Pitt. Uh, frankly, 
Um, it may not be the, the sexiest list, but I tried to be a little bit practical with it. Syracuse is actually expected to finish around the middle, bottom middle of the ACC. So, frankly, they're not really going to be paired with uh, Nebraska. The other three teams would be potentially. Uh, there's Georgia Tech, NC State, and Pitt. All four teams are set to play on the road this year. They were all home last season. Obviously, Georgia Tech played Nebraska, or rather, let me rephrase that, Nebraska played at Georgia Tech. They were third place with 15.3% of the vote. Pitt was second place with 27.1%, and most everybody wanted Syracuse with 45.8%. Uh, but again, Syracuse isn't really going to happen. Um, they're expected to be too high up, and they do try to pair it a little bit uh, based on uh, competitiveness. So they don't completely do it totally lopsided with, with teams and whatnot. You know, Duke doesn't get um, Rutgers, you know, in years where Rutgers wasn't last season actually pretty good. So, um, but yeah, that's, I, I guess that's what we have for you tonight. Uh, and any closing thoughts from you, Patrick? No, no, just I'm glad, glad we were able to do this again, man. It's fun. I miss Definitely. I miss the bangerangs and daggers, and yeah, too, but maybe next week we can try to get Nate on board. Yeah, definitely. We'll uh, we'll hopefully have more teams to cover with the uh, Golden Window Tournament, uh, and hopefully Ooh. other uh, interesting scheduling news. Maybe we'll see. But uh, in the meantime, as always, please subscribe. Be sure to download and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you prefer. That way, you won't miss each week or every couple weeks uh, special episodes and you also get all the other great but not quite as great coordination radio podcasts as well uh, such as John's post life crisis uh, you know that that five heart podcast and uh, other uh, such episodes um, follow us on Twitter at bangs and dags myself at Sparty on Huskers Patrick at Patrick Gerhart and uh, at NM I'm sorry N McHugh 85 and finally Please leave a review, uh, Apple Podcast app or anywhere else or in the comments in the article. But in the meantime, uh, wear your mask, stay safe, stay classy, Lincoln. <laughs>